0: Hello everybody, welcome to Take the Black Live, or WIC Live, as we sometimes call it around here, the show on the internet, where myself, Dan Selke of Coming.net, and Daniel Roman of WinnerIsComing.net give you the correct rulings on all things uh, pop culture, sci-fi, fantasy, books, movies, TV. Daniel Roman, how are you and your books?
1: i'm doing great yes these are all most certainly my books not a one of them belongs to a public library that i may or may not be camped out in how are you dan
0: i'm doing pretty good um this is one of the last times i'll be in this space because the company has successfully subleased this office so if you fell in love with this bare wall behind me get ready to <laughs> say goodbye hello martha uh, hello julie hello nicole Thanks you everyone for joining Daniel, what is on the agenda for us gentlemen of Erudition to talk through today? It's the end of an era with that office. Well, we've got plenty on the agenda
1: today. Um, House of the Dragon stuff, as always, there Mm. is plenty and some very exciting House of the Dragon news. Uh, Then later on, we're going to get into some other fantasy and sci-fi shows we've been watching and uh talk about the latest and greatest in the news of this uh <laughs> sci-fi fantasy world but as always we have to start with house of the dragon um i'm a little curious julie says she it's it's nice to see i'm safe thanks julie i don't know why you thought i was in danger but but yes i am here and uh oh, i'm not
0: um here. i did roast you pretty hard <laughs> last week uh okay when you were out i see uh, I see. It all makes sense now. I think your internet just didn't work. I just. It wasn't even mine. It, uh, yes. it yeah, wasn't I mean, even it's true. my It was, it internet. was, the, it was yeah. the
1: library's internet wasn't working last. That was an act of the gods. I could do nothing about it. it like, uh,
0: Daniel lives in like, a, like, a, like a, a bit more rural area than I do. So in my mind, that means <laughs> he's running from bears all day, but it's, it's just his, his internet went out and he's, and he's, and he's fine.
1: You joke about this. I, I almost stumbled on a fox the other day. So, yeah, that's, that's really cool. not that far off.
0: Um, you know that um, the first successful uh, fox dog hybrid has been bred? I did not. Well, I has. want
1: it. I mm-hmm. want it to come live with me because that sounds real cute. Uh, but, yeah, it, anyway, we, we won't ramble too much, uh, more than we already have. Instead, let's talk about House of the Dragon. Let's do it. So the big news this week on the House of the Dragon front is that the right. premiere title, the title of the premiere episode for season two has been reportedly revealed. Um, so we need to emphasize this is not uh, from HBO. This is like a report that leaked out from Redanian intelligence, which is a very uh they've got a pretty good rep for scoops. Oh, yeah. They they have ears on the ground, you know. Uh, I judge them reliable. Yes, they are more reliable than the usual scoop site. Um, So we're going to get into spoilers for Fire and Blood here. Yeah, we are. But the Season 2 premiere title has been revealed to be A Son for a Son. Woo! Woo! And uh, what do we make of that, Dan? What what does that mean?
0: Okay, let's just go right into the spoilers. This A Son for a Son is... (laughs) Oh, uh Julius I thought it was a moose. I think I I, I said you're being attacked by a moose, a bear. I think a I think I said like there is a like a, a school of herring in your sink. Um anywho, a uh-huh. a son for a son is um a phrase from George R. R. Martin's book uh Fire and Blood. where That's basically the one? after Aemon Targaryen kills Rhaenyra's son Lucerys. Damon is away and he says Lucera shall be avenged. Maybe like an eye for an eye, a son for a son, something like that. Yes. And what he an means eye for is an eye, a son for a son. And what he means is, and this is the last chance for you to close your ears to spoilers. What he means is he is going to utterly kill uh one of the Targaryen kids on the green side of the equation. So one of, in this case, King Aegon's kids. He has a few. We've yep. met a couple glancingly. And I'm sure we have to go into like the all oh, well, we'll see how far we get. Yeah, he, he puts a play, Damon puts a plan into motion, and at the end of it, a child of royal blood is dead. Uh, nice. and things get pretty brutal, pretty dark, pretty grim. It's called the blood and cheese scene because the people who do it are named Blood and Cheese. Maybe we'll meet them more, and yeah. it sounds and we've always known that scene's coming. It's a big moment. It's going to have to happen. The producer talked about it. the booster said, like, you, you, you won't be disappointed. You can be satisfied, whatever that means in this case. Um, it's like a cruel scene. Like, even in a, <laughs> yes. a, like, a scene like the Red Wedding in Game of Thrones, there's kind of like this kind of like epic, majestic sort of bigness to it, where it's like this tragic shake, like, like this big hall and there's, a huge turn. It's at a wedding. Everyone's in fancy clothes. There's a, there's a lots of extras around. This could be a lot like meaner and just kind of, um, more intimate and. Icky violence. Um, yep. We've almost coming. My, uh, supposition with this is that if it's in the title, it might be in the first episode. Mm -hmm. I know it's coming. I'm down for it. I'm nervous about it, but I know it's coming. I don't know if I like it in the first episode though, because I don't feel like we've, spent much time with the kids. And I think a rule of drama is you have to know what you're going to lose before you lose it. Uh, So I worry about that. Do you worry about that, Daniel? No, not at all. Um, Well,
1: I I agree with with the rules of drama that you said about knowing what you're going to lose. I think they're going to have to do legwork in the premiere in order for this to land well. But I like it in the premiere because we've got a lot to get through and blood and cheese is really like a very direct response to what happens with Luceris Valerian at the end of season one. Enough so that even putting them in separate episodes like this is stretching it out more than the book, which is fine. I understand the need for it. it. It was the right choice. Um, but I, yeah, I like getting it early. Are we, were we really going to get that attached to, uh, you know, the kids involved in this? Probably not. They're, they're not so much the kids, toddlers.
0: Sure. I don't know yeah. if you're like m- more like Helena, honestly, like, I feel like we can get more attached to her to know what she's going to lose and Agen and how they work as a couple like the kids. Yep. Yeah. Their kids, you know what killing kids on tv and movies it's a dicey business let me tell you i agree with that it doesn't happen a ton outside of like kind of the most exploitative of horror movies because it's so close to the bone of what we as humans do not want to see a child getting and again i'm not going to say it for because we might not not only get demonetized but like letter bombed if i talk about it um (laughs) Like it's in the book, it's pretty brutal and it's kids. Yes. Um, This is a. In that case, I think some runway is appropriate to kind of prep us. I'm getting nervous just thinking about it. I mean, whenever there's like Game of Thrones has to have like kind of set so many firsts for violence on TV or shock on TV, and it's just um, heartening and dispiriting to know like uh, you can go further. You can go more. Yeah. Um, and and i do
1: think you know blood and cheese is kind of classic cruel george r r martin <laughs> at his like this is a classic george r, r. martin type of thing that happens True. in blood and cheese the way it's framed to uh helena in, in that scene uh you know we won't do the details but uh she has to pick a kid and it doesn't yeah oh. things get messy real quick um and yeah it, it it is going to be a brutal scene. It is probably one of the most shocking moments of the Dance of the Dragons. Really oh, yeah. important for them to pull it off. And, you know, Philip Plus is right. Uh, Game of Thrones did have multiple dark scenes that kind of recalled some of this. And I will agree with what you were saying, Dan, about oh, uh, child murder. Don't demonetize us. We don't approve. Uh, the we... I still think... And we're not afraid to say it. Yeah. We're not afraid to say it, but we do not support it. Mm-hmm. The, I still think one of the hardest scenes to watch in all of Game of Thrones is Shireen Baratheon yes. getting burned 100%. alive. One hundred
0: percent, bar none. Very true.
1: No other scene in that show, uh, maybe except the Red Wedding, makes me like as nauseous to watch as Shireen.
0: I agree. So I completely agree.
1: I think uh, blood and cheese. This is going to be a, a a big moment, and I don't. So Philip plus. Kind of, it sounds like he's agreeing with you, Dan, a little bit about. um, I think it it could be the second episode that it actually happens. We just hear. I
0: feel like it's gotta be.
1: Well, so here's my question for you about that. We Mm -hmm. have a lot of ground to cover in. What about blood and cheese?
0: Like we got to meet blood and cheese, don't we? Okay. Anyway, go on.
1: I mean, blood and cheese are only, so in the book, they're only introduced as a, this awful thing happened and here are the people that did it. So it's very much like Mm -hmm. they're introduced as a runway into the act. We don't like, like they don't get development. It's just like this bad thing happened. Here are the people who did it.
0: And here's Um, the opportunity to expand and correct that.
1: Yes. The thing that all, all Westeros fans have wanted is a, is a fuller arc for cheese.
0: You're on point there. I think- I, like, I mean, I, I'm not really joking. Like it, it, it yeah, in no, the, that's fair. The, the book is so different. The, the book, as we it know, is. Fire and Blood is not a novel. Like in a novel, I would want some talk about who blood and cheese are. It's not. It's like this. And the whole appeal of the book is like, no one knows who they are. Kind of makes them because that's just the way history works. Like sure. it's with the cracks. But that's on a true. TV show where we have access to everybody and everywhere at all times, I feel like they should be not. They're not going to be like, you know, super detailed characters, but they should have more character than they have in the books, which is none. I I, I yeah. do think that it's gonna I have agree to be with for that. a TV show. I would have introduced them on season one, but you know, as we know, I I, I I'm not the producer. Yeah. No. I, I like Philip's idea of he says in the first episode and it happens later. But um we'll see what happens. And yeah, child unaliving. Uh, the whole unalive um phenomenon is wild, but we don't have to talk about that. So
1: let me ask you a question here, Dan. Uh, so what I was getting at Ooh. in terms of uh, having a lot of ground to cover. So we know blood and cheese is coming. We, do. we have basically one big benchmark for this season, which is that Rook's Rest is happening in episode four. Presumably. Mm-hmm. presumably. Um, we got another piece of news this week, which is that Gunthor Darklin has reportedly been cast and will what be played man. by Act. It is a great name, Gunthor Darklin, yes. uh, of House Darklin will be played by Stephen Pacey. Mm-hmm. Um and Gunthor Darklin that, f- that is a good picture. Good good choice of picture there, Dan. Um, so from what I recall, Gunthor Darklin features primarily before Rook's rest. Yeah. So if blood and cheese happens any later than the first episode. That only leaves us two episodes before Rook's Rest. Is -hmm. that time to cover everything else we need to get through before that huge set piece happens?
0: I'll put it this way. I would much rather they steamroll over the Gunthor Darklin incident (laughs) than they steamroll over Blood and Cheese. Okay, that's
1: fair. Can't can't dispute that. That's the right choice. But there's other stuff, too.
0: I mean, there right. is, but honestly, like second episode and episode like one, like episode three devoted to, um, you know, like Egan firing Otto, hiring Kristen, Kristen hatching plans, going out to castles, and like he mostly just rolls over them. We won't have to see a battle at Gunthor Darklands Palace of Intrigue <laughs> in Duskendale or whatever, but it it's like a quick scene where like better surrender, like they're not gonna spend resources on that. Yeah, I, I, I could, I can envision as a writer more ways to kind of summarize some of that stuff than to summarize the lead-up execution and aftermath of a child on a living scene it's just such a sensitive thing and they've it's, it's one of those make or break things. It, it's one of those big things where like, if you don't do Ned Stark's execution right, the whole thing is screwed. If you don't do the Red Wedding right, the whole thing is screwed. If I could do Augular, if you didn't do Daenerys' turn right, like, the whole thing is screwed. If you yeah, don't do & Cheese right, point. the whole thing is screwed. So like, you gotta do it right.
1: You know what makes me think about this as a premiere thing? Is that it, it, it kind of fits yeah, the show's maybe. pattern because season one started with probably the most shocking scene of the first season, which was Emma's childbirth horror. Uh, So effectively horror. This show seems like it might be developing a, you know, like a structural pattern of like, here's a big, awful thing right at the start, which uh, if, if it was done badly would ruin us, but we're going to do it good. And uh, hopefully you'll come along
0: for the ride. I also like um, Phillip's Philip, by the way, um, Good, good suggestions all around. Thank you, Philip. And yes, Julie. He <laughs> Gunther Darkling and Nicole. It's a <laughs> not, not one of Martin's more lyrical names. Um, is I like is it. is Gun? <laughs> it's so like <laughs> like every single syllable just sounds like it's coming out of a sewer grate. Like Gunther Darkling, wow. but whatever. Wow. Um. I like Philip's suggestions that the, the shit, Cargill yeah. twins might fight later in the season. I agree. Cause it seems like we're packing a lot into the first. I'm fine with changing things around as long as it works. I thought yeah. there were some hits and misses in the first season, more hits than misses. So I'm cool to go with it, but yeah.
1: <laughs> Philip plus takes donations. Yeah. I, I agree about Cargill bowl. <laughs> or I think subscription there's... fees. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's, I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen later in the season so they can build that up a bit more and the greens can have some bad stuff happen to them first. Like so we do know blood and cheese is coming. We also know that they're not going to totally gloss the aftermath of blood and cheese because yeah, there's like a been funeral procession of, scene. There's a funeral procession scene there have been other rat catchers cast reportedly which this isn't really a big spoiler but uh Egon takes out Uh, what happens on the rat catchers because he knows one was a rat catcher, but he doesn't know which one. So kill all those rat catchers and maybe you'll get the one. Uh, Hope you like
0: rat born diseases. King's landing.
1: Yep. Well, King's landing, it's got its problems. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, that's the big house of the dragon news. Um, The only other thing we really had to talk about there is that there's a lot of ship stuff filming currently, um. Yeah. So you know, House of the Dragon is no longer out filming in Born Woods. They're now pretty much uh, strictly at Leavesden Studios, I believe. Um, so they're doing a lot of night shots, a lot of shots on ships. Uh, that could be mm-hmm. any number of things. Could be anything. So, yeah, we. I mean, you like, know, there's going to be some traveling
0: this season. Yeah, you know, like I, 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 I've heard some folks say that the Battle of the Gullets moved to next season. I've heard that maybe some. Maybe it's. Th- I don't know. I'm not sure. All we know is that. The, the the first half seems pretty set but we're you know what what a mystery mystery's part of the fun so um there'll be boats good boats there'll are fun. be boats I like them. Mm-hmm. it's
1: definitely a question though because
0: so we haven't
1: seen you know <laughs> for rook's rest we saw a lot of filming for that battle scene uh the gullet they've kept things quiet if they've already filmed any of the gullet uh comparatively
0: i mean like and- can you imagine a boat battle scene that must be so hard because like there's no way you're getting cameras you're not like getting a fleet of ships of tall ships going out into the water and putting cameras on there's no way it must be if they're doing it it's all done like indoors on screen screens and stuff
1: yeah i think so game of that's the way game of thrones always did it all of the ship stuff was indoors and and you're right it is don't get mad at me for saying this it is a much uh, more challenging thing to do it with actual ships. I've only seen a oh, couple yeah. of shoes really do it well. Black Sails is Black the one sales. that comes to mind, mm-hmm. but they built they built like three ships because it's exactly. a pirate show and they were going to use them every season. Mm-hmm. They, they don't really need to do that for House of the Dragon. It's not really a good use of their budget to build a bunch of ships and put them on the
0: ocean. Just um, <laughs> build a medieval fleet. Yeah, why not? And seriously. Then, like- Afterwards, you can sell it to um, Spain or something and add to their <laughs> Navy.
1: Yeah. So uh, most likely they're filming the gullet at, at the studio. But I am still curious about just the fact that we have heard nothing about the gullet battle. Whereas Rook's Rest, we heard so, so much because it was out in public.
0: Well, it was all out there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But so yeah,
0: we'll see. Stuff happening. Good stuff. Interesting stuff. Stuff,
1: stuff afoot. foot. Um, you have any closing Wait, thoughts you want to say for House of the Dragon before we move on?
0: Does unalive apply to when you unalive yourself as well as unaliving someone else? Or is it just one or the other? Why are I'm you not thinking sure. this,
1: Dan? That's so dark. It's not even in the conversation. No,
0: it's etymological. <laughs> I, I, I'm just not sure how <laughs> oh, this word is properly used. Because it's like, it's one of those like new internet words. that's like kind of come of age because of the internet and i don't know how to use it yet and i'll figure it yeah. out yep
1: i'm getting uh flashbacks to Tyrion and jamie lannister debating what all the different types of uh like fracture side patricide all those things oh, um yeah but yeah i do not know it's the not answer dark. to that just...
0: <laughs> dark i'm just curious about words all right but uh what 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 else is happening um, around our little corner of the internet, Dan?
1: Yeah, so uh, obviously things are still moving along on House of the Dragon, but there's some other fantasy shows doing pretty well for themselves right now. And one that I thought we could talk a little bit about today is The Wheel of Time, which is currently... So in much its, fun. It is so much fun. It is in its second season. It had mm-hmm. kind of a notoriously rocky first season. Um, the first season got railroaded pretty hard by COVID, so it was a little shaky in some ways in general. And then COVID came along and took a big dump on the production.
0: It was still um, good. I still liked it, like except for those last two episodes. But um, I thought yeah. it got, I thought it got dumped on too much online. And I think it's pretty remarkable how a lot of the same people have now come completely around and are really yes. enjoying things this time around
1: yeah so this was kind of the the thing with this so the wheel of time uh episode five has come out and it was yes. really good and i think episode five was kind of a turning point for the series where it's like even if you are the most obtuse if it's not exactly the way it is in the books it's garbage fan which it isn't w- which it isn't it it <laughs> Episode five was just good television. It's I, I don't see any way to look at that and be like, it's not faithful, it's this and that. Like it was just really good. And I think the show is trending upward. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna come out with a bold take here because I okay. we've both seen episode six. Yes, we have. Um, we can't talk really about episode six yet no, aside we from to just say, yay, nay. I I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I think episode six is fantastic. And I think, so we talk all the time about like the next game of Thrones, all these studios were looking for the next game of Thrones and this and that. And on a purely objective level, if any show was actually going to be that, it was always going to be the wheel of time. Like in terms of like the breadth of the book series, the, the type of fandom it promotes is very similar to A Song of Ice and Fire. Like just the the nature of the beast with that long, huge book series with a bajillion characters and details, mm-hmm. but it wasn't until episode six specifically that I actually believed that the Wheel of Time could pull it off. Yeah. I, I now feel like this this is going to be the next Game of Thrones if they can just keep at it. Hmm, um, is that too too bold?
0: I mean. Everyone's next Game of Thrones is something different to them. I'm really enjoying <laughs> the Wheel of Time. Nice. I don't think I go that far. Like, for instance, yeah. I agree with Julie wholeheartedly that it's been a standout and the costumes are amazing. The they costumes
1: they are They're incredible. Are
0: great. I love the costumes. I love High Lady Sue Roth and her big old nails and her weird mask. <laughs> I love um, uh, 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 Land Fear and her Dominatrix get land up. Land Fear. Um, yeah, she's great. I love the High Lord Tuorot guy and his Sun craziness. Oh, they're so good. They're frankly, they're a little bit too much sometimes, which is kind of where I. They're very different shows. over the time and Game oh, of Thrones. Oh, sure. The wheel. Okay, so at one point, I remember either um, either David Benioff or Dan Weiss, the guys behind Game of Thrones, said that um, when they're making Game of Thrones, it's kind of like on the edge becoming Monty Python at any moment like a little tonal <laughs> change would turn this into a comedy. Yeah. Everyone yeah. is, you know, they're I all see that. in like these medieval outfits and they're talking very seriously about things that are, you know, non-existent and dragons, all that stuff. The way sure. of the time is even closer. The way of the time, oh, yeah. there is a bit of campiness to it that it it's, it's a serious work, but it's, there's just some increased level of of camp on it, which in, 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 which totally. involves the costumes and involves like, I mean, these you know ancient ten thousand year old beings who are like batting eyelashes at the sexy young rand tied to a wheel, shirtless. It's just, <laughs> it's um yeah, it's a level of artifice that is just a little different from Martin's world. Um, Absolutely. Sometimes I've criticized like the Witcher as kind of like the resurrection of those like Xena Hercules shows, but with a like a, a nicer coat of paint. The Wheel of Time has that element, too, but I like it. <laughs> but it's like doing it right. It's it it kind of knows what too much and it knows how to find like the emotional kind of Douglas Sirkian moments of heightened emotion. Yeah. And. To make you feel it, and I do, and it has some biases. The books, I don't think, are maybe are a bit more of their time than A Song of Ice and Fire or or The Lord of the Rings is. I think that's a bit of a weakness sometimes.
1: Yeah, I think so that's a fair I statement. So I like
0: it a lot. I really do. I, I like the first time I like it even more this season. I'm not prepared to say it's the next. Game of Thrones. Because also Game of Thrones is like a phenomenon. It's like watched by everybody and their mother. Like I'm not sure there's yeah. that, but um, I like it a lot. I'm really enjoying it.
1: Cool. Yeah. So when I say the next Game of Thrones, I don't necessarily mean it's going to be the next phenomenon. What I mean is like in terms of huge fantasy series that have the makings to build an enduring fandom and the way mm-hmm. that a Game of Thrones show did. I think the Wheel of Time, like if you just look at like in the book landscape, like the Wheel of Time is often said in the same breath as like A Song of Ice and Fire and The Lord of the Rings. So it's obvious to me that it's like, well, sure, here's another one of those pillars of the genre being made as a series. If you can do it right, it should stand maybe
0: not on the same level as Game of Thrones, but like able to be in the same conversation as it were. If they do the entire show front to back, it'll be a big accomplishment i totally agree um and yeah it does have camp you
1: are you are totally right and that is true of the books too sure. they're yes they're yeah they're like the forsaken there is an inherent level of campiness to the forsaken they have like meetings uh. and like they're ragging on each other and like one of my favorite moments in episode five is lanfear being like um a asks if she'll betray him and she just smirks and says obviously and it's like that is so perfectly this, the type of camp of these characters. I love mm-hmm. it. Um, so, yeah, I but I it wasn't until the past few that I really felt like they could nail the emotional depth without, like, sidelining the the heart of the story, if that makes sense. Because we got a few big emotional moments in season one, namely Nynaeve saving everyone
0: oh, uh, right.
1: from Loghain and Swan and Moiraine. I loved both of those moments, but, but they were also moments the show had to stretch to and kind of invent, uh, like neither of those are explicitly from the books. Mm-hmm. And now they're getting to the point where they're able to hit on big series moments that already exist in the novels and show they can do them right. And they can hit the emotions right and convey like the Sean Chan are real scary. Yeah, um, well, they look cool, but we're we're gonna get a feel for the Sean Chan why they're so bad in the coming weeks. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I don't know. It. This I think it's definitely trending upward. I'm really excited to see where it
0: goes from. And here. do you remember when you because you saw the first like four episodes? Yeah, was it three? Like before anybody else. And I did. You had me scared. You were like, oh, there's problems. Yeah. There's choices. I don't like it. And then yeah. I, I don't know. Um how do you feel about being so wrong? Well,
1: I wasn't. So let's start mm-hmm. there. It's <laughs> agreeing. I I think I think a lot of the kind of issue choices that the the early season made are going to get mm-hmm. ironed out in the back half. And I think what I have seen of You were hopeful. Uh, yeah, I was hopeful and now after seeing 5 and 6 I do think that they are ironing some of those things out. They're working on things that they maybe they rearranged some things in ways I didn't expect. Um, I still have some torn feelings about like how they've navigated Moiraine's power being gone. I think they just haven't been very clear about some things with that. And that I I hold to that criticism. I don't like Egwene being jealous of Nynaeve. Uh, That is another invented for the show plot line that I don't think serves the character super well. So there are things like that, that I still kind of look at the beginning of the season and I'm like, I like now that I've seen what they're doing, I can understand more why they made the choices they made. I still don't know if I love some of them uh, and the jury's still out on others, but in general, like, I don't, I've always been rooting for the wheel of time. I want it to do well. Uh, And now I'm just more confident that it's gonna really
0: stick the landing this season. Yeah. It's rocket pretty hard. Um, Yeah. Boogie on wheel of time. Good on you. Any other wheel of time thoughts?
1: Um, I don't think so. Aside from just to say, uh, yeah, Julie, it it would be so much fun for a designer to work on this kind of show and let the imagination run wild. I can only imagine your rights uh, we, I, we did interview the costume designer. You can find it on the site and it does sound like they had a pretty good
0: time. And honestly, you know. I think they could take it down like a notch and a half. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it can be a bit much. There's a lot of eyeliner on everybody. Like those big sunken black pools of eyes. Yeah. Um. You know, like they say that villains don't think they're villains. Like no one thinks themselves a bad guy. But if you're well, wearing if that much true, eyeliner, then why are you putting on that much black <laughs> hole? <eyeliner? laughs> I don't know, man. That's fair. I am hopeful
1: that. So uh, this is like, I don't know if this is a big spoiler. It, you know, on a show like this, the factions kind of come and go and circle back around. This season is very heavily focused on the Sean Chan future which, seasons, which is it should be. This book is very book heavily the focused Shan on Chan book, them. yeah but the sean chan aren't going to be a main focus every season the way they no. are this season so i'm hopeful that as they explore some so other good. factions like the aiel are going to get explored a lot more in season three I'm um, i you know i hope that they every outfit is not out as outrageous as the sean chan they're so strange and like other purposefully other that they really
0: had to kind of go all out but i remember like I went back and looked at the book thing and it said like Lady suroth had like a hand and like two of her nails were a bit longer. And the designer <laughs> said, like, you know what? <laughs> I think that means they're like a f- she has nails that are a full foot and a half long. Go for I'm it, like, do it, make it happen.
1: So at first I thought those were fake like ring get things. So
0: dirty. Okay, sorry, go they on. They
1: must. I, I first, I thought those were like an aesthetic, like ring thing. Oh yeah. Richard zoom in on those nails.
0: I, I appreciate oh, it's so what you're gross. doing. Must take like three but, hours to clean.
1: So in this scene that we see here, she gets them chopped off right at the start. Ah, and that was and gross High Lord too. Turok tells her, uh, you know, don't come back to court or in front of me until you're presentable. I think what he's saying is until your nails don't look so grody and they're long again. Mm-hmm. So that makes me think those are her real nails.
0: How many years does it take? How do you use the facilities? Like, you know, that's that's what's camp about the design. Yes, it is. When it's like like your sensibilities about what looks cool, just go right past what might be like possible or real or functional. Yeah. yeah. Who cares? It looks cool. So do it. And I don't I don't really mind it because it does look wild, but just you're not going to the bathroom with them you have to chuckle yeah right you have to chuckle about
1: it uh but i'm still enjoying it Turok, is special. like when he opens the box it's like that looks you know <laughs> how silly you look right
0: that's, opening that box that's what they meant about like a step away from um monty python because like yeah yeah there could be a whole comedy scene of her like trying to pick up a fork to like eat something that's just yes. not working but um that's camp, baby. That's when um the dramatic dances close to the comedic unintentionally. Yeah. And this has the budget to sell it. And I'm okay with that.
1: It does. And I think what's making the camp work better for me in this than, say, The Witcher, which also did have it. You're right. The Witcher tries does. to break the fourth wall. Like, the camp is almost, like, directed at the audience more than, like... It, it feels like the show's not taking itself seriously. So why should we take it seriously? Where's the yes. wheel of time? Like this. Yes. it's yes. taken the camp. Seri- like the camp is serious camp here, but like, it's not breaking the illusion for you of this world where people can accept these absurd things. Until you like- get
0: on um, a, a, a podcast and talk about it, then they can think about it. But even exactly. then when you're watching, it's fine. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's different. It, it, the Wheel of Time loves itself. The Witcher, I think, is embarrassed of itself. Um, and uh it's always kind of wears it on its sleeve, and just it's 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 not as fun to watch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What a fun time. But yeah, bring Ooh. it on. The new one on Friday is a good one. So I hope you all like it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Can't wait to talk about that next week. Um, but that's not the only thing we're watching, reading, playing, doing. <laughs> no, what no, no, no. else? has been on your uh media menu dan and all of you out there uh
0: that's very nice for you to ask um why don't we just do what we know you want to do and crap on the new episode of star wars ahsoka
1: (laughs) i'll be honest i hated the new episode of ahsoka so much i forgot we were going to talk about it that that is how yeah, so we don't need I don't know how much time we want to spend on it. Ahsoka has a new episode out. Um today. it is uh, today. Wait, no wait, it, yesterday, whatever. Last night. Yeah, because right. now the the streamers are realizing, hey, uh releasing things on weeknights when people are awake might not be a bad idea. Love it. Um yeah, I really So this episode of Ahsoka was the one that paid off a lot of stuff that they've been setting up all season. Like, basically, the whole show is revolving around, will they find Thrawn and Ezra Bridger? And this is the episode where the show answers that. And I just kind of found it did it in the most lazy, tired way possible. Um, I think some of the, you know, the whimsy was there. I tried really whimsy. hard with the whimsy. I think Lars Mickelson as Thrawn is excellence i love that actor he voiced him in rebels so mm-hmm. he's just instantly he comes on and it's like oh there he is uh his hair looks real distracting uh to me he he has a not great wig but yeah generally i just felt like ahsoka kind of you know it relied really heavily on just ham fisting in deus ex machina to just get the characters to where they need to go they're gonna get there thrawn will be there like hey thanks for coming uh, Sabine, go stumble through random things, and you'll just happen to find Ezra. And yeah, you'll meet a little hermit crab person, and that Hermit Crab person will happen to be wearing Ezra's necklace and a whole bunch of stuff like that, where it's like it made the search for these things feel like a big, huge event. And then they got there and they were like, oh crap, now we have to think of a way for them to meet these people. Uh, we'll just kind of make it happen. And yeah, I don't know. Dan, you've seen it. Did you hate it as much as I did? Am I being too hard oh, on a no,
0: But you're you're like invested in this. I was just bored um in a yeah. more normal way. I I'm pretty close <laughs> to forming my theory way. on um Star Wars at this point. Yeah. Which is that back at a time when Marvel was raking in $11 dollars a minute um at the movies and maybe even on TV, Disney had these plans for these big universes of tv shows because it figured like okay it's going to be the mcu forever around here
1: yeah (laughs) and
0: um it just gave the green light to pretty much everything and we needed like maybe a fourth of this to actually exist this this show doesn't need to be here it's just it's it's this it it reads to me clearly a passion project By Star Wars head honcho Dave Filoni. A continuation of a thing he loves. Even though it doesn't really have a ton of resonance. If you aren't already on the bandwagon. And to spend that kind of money. On a thing with that high a buy-in cost. Seems like silly business. And it wouldn't have been greenlit. Had Disney not been on a sugar high from a decade of Marvel money. That is my read on most of what we've gotten from Star Wars TV in the past few years. I think that is a very,
1: very fair read. Um, and, you know, I have seen Rebels, I, but I'm, I'm sure not one of be, those you know. people who like watched it years ago and has a ton of nostalgia on it. I just watched it and enjoyed it. And even as someone who has seen Rebels, I felt like this episode kind of was just like meh. Um, and I, I agree with you. I think we've kind of gotten this. Ahsoka is almost doing the same thing that the book of Boba Fett did where they named it Ahsoka for marketing reasons. A lot of people really like that character, but like the show's not really exploring Ahsoka Tano that much. Like we got the one episode with Hayden Christensen. That's like the one where you learned anything about this character, like they haven't even explicitly said why she left the jedi in this show that is about her um so yeah it basically is try just rebels season five live action um but now with more money but with more money and it's almost kind of awkward because they're recreating iconic things from rebels like ahsoka re-emerging from like a life and death situation and putting on a white cloak like gandalf but it's like they did Super. that in Rebels. So at this point, it's like they're doing the vibes of that because <laughs> in order to make it make sense, you have Life to dial based. back the characters to then recreate the moment that you already did. So is it a direct continuation of Rebels or is it a remake that is paying homage to it? It's a little bit of both. And at this point, it does feel like they're, they're running on vibes and nostalgia rather I than like any sort of like real compelling story and Run-on I didn't vibes. feel that I that didn't really hit me until this episode where I was like oh you guys just didn't know what you were gonna do with any of this Ooh. you just had some ideas and and I think you've been pretty fair when you've said it's mostly serving to set up the Dave Filoni movie Ooh, yeah obviously the case at this point
0: yeah it's lame um Julius watching watching the Winter King man it's not good. Yeah, I'm. I'm so sorry <laughs> about that one. Daryl sorry, Dixon, guys. I hear, is 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 a lot of fun. Folks, going to be enjoying the Daryl Dixon Walking Dead spinoff, which I'm happy about. And yeah, Robert is, is watching it. True Detective. Yeah, that, that, that's a really good show. That first season is very very strong. The the, the rest, still. I don't know. Um, but the first one is pretty excellent. So yeah, good stuff all around. Lots of cool. lots of fun stuff to see, and um, some hits and misses on the big things that we cover.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm still watching the One Piece anime. That's remains mm-hmm. an awful lot of fun. A great mm-hmm. way to tide yourself over. in the bajillion weird years, we'll have to wait until uh, season two. Um, beyond that, I also saw the Last Voyage of the Demeter. This any good? It's mid. <laughs> I would say, I would say it's a firmly mid like, and and I'm saying this as someone who like I enjoy a good like horror creature film. Sure. Um, I, I think it, it was decent. I wouldn't say it's excellent. Um, it's a lot of Dracula killing people on a boat. And it's kind of like once you've seen Dracula kill a person on a boat, they're still on the boat and he's still killing people. So it's, you know, there's a claustrophobia element that lets you get. But in terms of like at, at a certain point, it was like they're just really trying hard to think of new ways to have Dracula kill a, kill a person in a different way on a boat. Um, about- and speaking of child murder that Whoa, movie's got un- it alive a- child unaliving that movie's got it in a way that I found pretty good gr- they milked it in that movie uh in a way that I found somewhat gratuitous there you go so, it's a dicey topic it's, it's dicey, literally it's, it's easy to do it in a in a weird way that makes people go oh what are you doing there um it's worth it's worth a watch it's not okay. going to change your life oh, nice. um but beyond that, the the other big thing that I'm going to get into soon that I just wanted to take a second to highlight is this book. So this is voyaging. Oh. This is the next George R. R. Martin related book that's coming out on October third. Uh, it's a graphic novel, uh, and Raya Golden, who it, has done a bunch of different books with George R. R. Martin, did all of the art and the adaptation. So this is the first of George R. R. Martin's Martin stories that was in tough voyaging, um, called the plague star. So the reason I think this is an exciting one is because the plague star is kind of like a classic from Martin's catalog. Mm -hmm. So like there have been other graphic novels, like they did one for doorways and that was like a pilot of his that never got made. And like you read doorways and it's like, well, this feels like a pilot of a thing that never is going to get completed. Sure. The Plague Star is like, it's a full novella that he wrote. And then he wrote more of them. That is like, it's up there with his older works, like Fever Dream and Dying of the Light as like kind of one of the staples of his pre-Game of Thrones catalog. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this comes out October 3rd, and I'm very much looking forward to reading it.
0: Julie asks, is it finished? So just to clarify, this is like a thing he wrote years ago and just getting a graphic novel adaptation? Correct.
1: Yeah. This. Th- so this is voyaging is a little bit of a weird book so it's actually i want to say like six different novellas um and each of those is a complete story so it's not like game of thrones where it's you know you don't need to worry about if he's going to finish it like this Mm -hmm. is a it, it is a full story the plague star is the first one I don't know if they're going to do more of them. I hope so. I hope this one does well enough that they do more because there are more of them, but each one is its own standalone thing. Uh, More similar to Dunkin' Egg than a Game of Thrones. Gotcha. Um, And yeah, so Valerie calling out, there is a cat on this cover. Uh, There is a grumpy old pilot with a spaceship full of cats Mm -hmm. in this story. So cat people unite. Um, But yeah, so that's the next one. Of George R. R. Martin's that's coming out October third, and uh, really looking forward to reading it.
0: Very nice. That sounds exciting. Um, shall we move on to the Wick News lightning round as we bring this thing home? Let's do it.
1: Let us lightning. Um, right. I ordered these very, very thoroughly. Nice.
0: Uh, a fun change. Uh, yeah,
1: that I I that was a lie. I'm sorry. I can't, I wouldn't survive a minute in King's Landing. Ned Stark, (laughs) I feel you, bro. Uh, But (laughs) I'll ask you this first one, let's go with that. Um, So uh, if you've never seen the lightning round, we're gonna go through stories we didn't have time to get through in the main show in 20 seconds or producer Richard will buzz us into infamy and obscurity and shame, just like that, yes. Uh, so, the first one up, Loki Season 2 is following in the footsteps of Ahsoka. It is now releasing episodes in the evenings, and the first one will drop at 6pm Pacific time on Thursday,
0: October 5th. Like, the night before it was supposed to be released. I mean, yes. it's good. It's the right call, because they're releasing them like when people can see them. It's just, it's like the, the second time they've bumped a the thing back, like, weeks before releasing it. Like they've just got to plan better. Like I guess that's Disney's problem in a nutshell, isn't it? Like you need to plan better in general. Uh, Just (gasps) think further ahead. Great. Okay. Yeah. Um,
1: All right. This is is
0: cool. Uh, Daniel, there's a new. There's a new. There's a new Greek god sheriff in town. Uh, Percy Jackson and the Olympians will premiere its first two episodes on December twentieth on Disney Plus beloved YA series. And look, it's got a new poster. It's Percy Jackson. He's doing something there. I don't know what it is.
1: Yeah. He's kneeling with a sword in front of some waves. So this is the, the Percy Jackson books by Rick Riordan. They're beloved middle grade books, kind of in the vein of Harry Potter, except about a kid who goes, finds out he's a demigod, goes to Greek demigod camp, makes a bunch of friends, goes on adventures. Disney plus is doing it December 20th. Will it be in the evening? We don't know. (gasps) Probably.
0: Um, (laughs) It'll be that announced be fun. for the, for for like midnight, and then it'll be like a week before. That's what's gonna happen. Okay. Yeah, and Rick Riordan's involved, which is great
1: because mm-hmm. he wasn't really the last time they made movies out of this. Um, oh, here's a fun one for you, Dan. Okay. So Keanu Reeves, uh, golden golden man of Hollywood, Keanu <laughs> Reeves, uh, he pretty much begged to have John Wick die for real. <laughs> And I think multiple John Wick movies, but especially in John Wick Four, he begged.
0: And they didn't even really do it. Like he does, kind of die, <laughs> but they 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 leave a door open. If 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 of course. If, and if, if they went to my fight, they make it back. Yeah, those movies are incredible. He does like crazy stunts off walls, down staircases that probably destroys his aging body. Of course, he wants out. Um, <laughs> yeah, will he be back anyway? I don't know. <gasps> Time to replace him with AI computers, machines. <sighs> don't say that. <laughs> I love saying that. <laughs> okay, um oh this is cute. Um a 12-year-old uh Florida boy saved the Florida life boy. of his behavioral therapist after he was drowning in a pool by using CPR he learned from watching the Netflix television program Stranger Things.
1: Yeah, this is a pretty cute story. I mean cute and not cute in that someone almost died, but so this kid Basically, they're they were holding their breath in the pool and the therapist uh got in trouble. The kid pulled him out and then applied CPR from the I think it's the season one finale of Stranger. Yeah, Hopper Things. and Joyce, yeah. Hopper and Joyce um, doing um, CPR bro. on Will. Uh yeah, he remembered that and used it to save his therapist's life. So watch more TV because okay. it could yeah. save you or someone you love. Definitely will. Um this is another good one. Uh so we didn't mention this. Uh we should live in internal shame for not mentioning this. Today is George no, R. R. No, no, Martin's no, 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 I... okay. Sorry, I need to mention it for this to make All right. I I okay, will mention no, it's, it. It's, it's, all, it's all good. I do can It's too late now. <gasps> so stressful.
0: I that's uh, here for the end, but it's okay.
1: Dark Winds. Dark Winds, which is the it's being produced by George R. R. Martin based on the books by Tony Hillerman. Mm-hmm. Uh it's been renewed for season three at AMC.
0: Huzzah. Sorry about that. You, you were gonna say this George R. R. Martin's 75th birthday, which is um yes. great. Uh good for him. And he was the show. This show actually looks pretty cool. This show about um these kind of like Navajo detectives in the 70s that George R. R. Martin and Robert Redford produces, a good producing cast there. Um yeah. got the guy from uh Westworld, the American Indian guy. Uh, looks pretty cool on amc max check it out if you like it's coming back good for it uh yeah. i'm sorry daniel i didn't mean to make you feel um uh stressed there i was it's gonna okay. like say that for the very one. end bit or something but i i accept an else it's fine i didn't know um, we should have communicated about george's birthday for sure, for sure. so yeah. <laughs> okay um speaking of stranger things circling back uh stranger things the first shadow a stage play big like cursed child type thing is going to happen in London in December. Young Hopper, Joyce, and other people, Vecna.
1: Yep. Uh, and I think the cast got announced today, so that's yeah. there's a lot of buzz about the Stranger Things, the first shadow today. Um, I always feel a little torn with the you know shows getting plays because I never got to see them. Uh, but this one sounds cool. It's exploring the early days, like when Joyce and Hopper and Bob and Vecna <gasps> were all in school um so i hope it's good i imagine yeah. it will be but i imagine i won't see it so
0: sad. i never saw the cursed child i'm not sure if i'm gonna see these this new wave of tv children to plays we'll see
1: i don't know if you could pay me to see the cursed
0: child, it's two plays i
1: have i have too much residual resentment from seeing them sell the cursed child script as a book to people <laughs> and then seeing them it come back in too it did work and they came back in for weeks to the bookstores returning them when they re- realized they weren't books Ooh, it rough. was a whole thing um okay so this is a this is good news uh so barbie has now officially grossed more at the domestic box office
0: than the avengers cinema baby <laughs> I do not like when, like, you'll say, like, Gross more at the Domestic Box Office. Like, how, what about the box office overall, though? Like, it's still behind The Avengers and Worldwide Box it Office. Is. It's a big old it hit. Um, just maybe it will get the top ten. It's nice, though. And Oppenheimer is now the biggest biopic of all time. It passed that Bohemian Rhapsody crap about Freddie Mercury. Um, so good for them both. What a fun uh, summer of movies. Good times. It has hey, been. Hey, the writers it and has actors. Been. Yeah. Okay. Yes, please. Um, Daniel early prep work is happening on The Witcher a season a thor what do you think
1: yeah so speaking of paying writers and actors the Witcher filming is delayed till next year they can't do any acting stuff they can't do any writing stuff but the Witcher's a big huge show with lots of sets and all this other behind the scenes stuff so they're starting to work on some of that reportedly at uh Long, not Long Claw Studios, some studio in England that I don't remember the name of, Long Cross Studio in England. Cool. Um, but yeah, so The Witcher didn't get canceled. Remember when people were saying that? That's ridiculous. They're working oh, on it right now. I'm sure, say it yeah. Um. So Donald Glover, mm-hmm. who he played Lando Calrissian in the Han Solo movie, yeah, he's he going to get a, a Lando Calrissian show. But apparently now it's going to be a movie.
0: Disney, you've just, you've got to plan better. We, we've already been saying this. Just, um, Star Wars, especially, it's like they, they make shows they yes. don't need. They hire people to make movie trilogies that never happen. Their shows, movies turn into shows. Get it together. That's it. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I mean, it might be good, That's though. That's it. Yeah, I'm
1: thoroughly convinced at this point the Star Wars franchise is just being run by a bunch of Jawas. They're just junking. They want money. They're making junk. They don't know what they're doing. And then
0: sometimes a really good thing comes out of it, like Andor. Yeah, it does happen. But it's like kind of just just throwing darts at the board wildly. Okay, and finally... You'll enjoy this news. Uh, Netflix on One Piece renewed for season
1: two. Yes, huzzah! Netflix didn't sleep on renewing One Piece, it is getting a second season. Um, it's gonna be a while till we see it. Uh, the producers said they already had stuff written for season two. Then the creator of One Piece, uh, Achiro Oda, came out and said it'll be a while before the scripts are done and they can't work on it right now because of the strikes. Uh, make a deal, studios, so we can. Get back to hanging with Luffy D Monkey. Uh,
0: as as Julie Monkey D asked, Luffy. How, how many days are, are we on the writer's strike? I don't know how many days. It's definitely the longest writer's strike, maybe ever. Almost. Um, when was it? Like June. May that, that, they, that they went on the strike. May May okay, second.
1: Um, I believe months. we're over day one hundred and forty for the writers. Um, they are. I believe by next week it will be the longest writers strike in history all right let's
0: let's beat the record
1: they're like less than 10 days away from that benchmark uh so yeah now's your chance robots they are uh actually so they're supposed to be meeting the wga negotiating committee is supposed to meet with the amptp today Mm -hmm. will that resolve things uh, I'm not too optimistic because of the track record of how these meetings have gone, but it's mm-hmm. definitely a step in the right direction. So hopefully they just keep stepping in the right direction.
0: It's, it's been an interesting time, man, in labor between it, the actors and the writers, the UPS strike, the auto strike, a lot of union activity going on. We didn't talk um, about
1: this, but the Marvel VFX, uh, they're oh, unionized we're right, now. Right, yeah. For, for the first time ever, it's the first time a VFX Aww. company has been unionized, I believe, since the inception of VFX as a thing. Uh, yeah, they're part of IATSE, which is like the stagehands crew sort of
0: union. Um, we'll have more of this kind of talk. You know, every single week we're here normally. <laughs> We started a bit late uh, today because we had a meeting beforehand, but usually we're here on Wednesdays, 2 p.m. CST, 3 p.m. PST, one mountain, noon on the West Coast, 5 a.m. in Melbourne. Apologies, Julie Davies. Um, But we're here every week. Join us. It'll be fun. And if not, we're available in podcast form, Google Play, iTunes, wherever you may find your podcast. Give us a click. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Give us a comment. It helps. We all know that you're great. Um, So join us next week on Take the Black uh, the sh- only show on the internet where we prefer our children alive nice take care y'all <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by fansiting join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between